What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. As y'all may know, I've been supplementing some of Calder's feedings with Bobby for the past four months, and we have been loving it. And really one of the main reasons why we chose Bobby is because of their high quality ingredients and simple recipe. As the only mom led and founded infant formula company in the U.S. with an organic European style recipe that meets all FDA standard, they continue to set the bar as the leading clean infant formula. And they recently received the Clean Label Project Purity Award and pesticide free certification. This is huge. The Clean Label Project evaluates products for substances that would never be found on a product label. For instance, heavy metals, pesticide residues, and plasticizers. The fact that Bobby received these awards makes me feel even more confident as a parent, knowing that we are giving our sweet Calder the best. So if you are a new mama or mama-to-be and you are looking for a high-quality formula to feed your baby and just the peace of mind and knowing that what you're feeding your baby is going to give them the nourishment they need and not have anything that they don't need in it, Bobby absolutely has my stamp of approval. You can head to freemethodnutrition.com slash Bobby to order yours today and use my promo code DylanMurphy10 for 10% off. Okay, y'all, I am very excited for this episode today. This episode is much needed. And, you know, I realized this after posting on my Instagram a few weeks back, sharing a little bit about my feeding journey with Calder. And gosh, the overwhelming response I got from so many people, some who I know, some who are just followers on Instagram, some Instagram friends from so many people who are like, oh my gosh, me too. Why does no one talk about this? And one of my favorite things to do is talk about things that no one likes to talk about because I think it helps us all feel a little bit less alone. And I know for me, speaking to my feeding journey, I thought that feeding Calder would come easy to me. I mean, I'm a dietitian. I went to school for nutrition. You know, I have a degree in food science. Like, this should just be natural. It should be easy. And then on top of that, everyone just kind of tells you like, yeah, breastfeeding just comes naturally. Like, don't even worry. It's going to be great. And for me and my personality, the way that I operate, I was, you know, while I was pregnant, I think I put so much attention on just like pregnancy and labor and, you know, what I need to do to prepare for labor and to manage pain and to, you know, make it through the delivery process. And, you know, do we have all the diapers? Do we have the outfits? How does the nursery look? I put so much attention there that I really didn't spend any time thinking about postpartum in general, which that is a whole nother episode. <laughs> and I also didn't really spend time thinking about like feeding Calder. You know, I just assumed that nursing it would come naturally. And then, you know, we'd kind of go from there. It would just be seamless and it'd be great. <laughs> 
And I also hadn't really heard many people talk about their own struggles with feeding their kids and feeding their baby that I think I just assumed like, okay, this comes natural. Like this will be easy. Like I can't wait. It'll be so fun. So then enter those early days postpartum when feeding was hard, when, you know, Calder wasn't gaining weight and gosh, I, this is a moment I will always remember. It was our first night home from the hospital. So I think we were in the hospital like two or three nights and then came home. So this was about, I don't know, Calder had been on the earth for four days, which means I had been a mother keeping alive a human being for about four days. (laughs) And night one, I don't, I don't think we slept at all. Like I literally don't think we slept. Um, Calder would be crying. I was crying. JB was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And, you know, I was trying to nurse, trying to feed him. Tears are streaming down my eyes. It's just very overwhelming is the word that I kept saying. And thank the Lord, my mom was in town and, you know, my mom is, gosh, such a hero, such, I mean, she's become like a best friend to me. So I walk out of the room, I think it's like 7am, just tears filling my eyes. Like, mom, I'm so overwhelmed. Can you just take Calder? I don't know what to do. And, you know, I think that was a starting point of it for me of like, I just feel like it shouldn't be this way. Like, yes, I know, gosh, and I can still say this, like, how 17, however many weeks postpartum I am now, I've lost count that yes, motherhood is overwhelming and it's tiring and it's exhausting. And it's also at the exact same time, so fun and sweet and just amazing. But I think in that moment, in that night, I was like, some, there's just like, something is not right. Like it should not be this way. And so I started working with a lactation consultant. Um, and you know, that was so helpful and it also took a lot of time and money of, you know, having to go drive 30 minutes to the lactation consultant's office, let alone with like a, however many days slash week old baby. So still trying like learning how to like leave the house and get them in the car seat and get them out and and all of that. And so from going to lactation consultant, Calder and I did what's called weighted feeds. And what that means is the lactation consultant will weigh your baby before you feed him. So literally diaper off everything, just a complete, I guess, dry weight is what I remember calling it even (laughs) as a dietitian. Um, And then she'll weigh him after the feeding. And the scale is like so, so specific that it can calculate like how many ounces he would consume while I was nursing. So we would sit there, we would weigh him before I would nurse, you know, 30 minutes would pass so that I could nurse on both breasts. And then we'd weigh him again. And both times we did these weighted feeds, we saw that Calder was transferring less than two teaspoons from me. So he would latch, which oftentimes is more of the issue of babies latching. Calder was latching just fine, but he wasn't transferring anything or barely anything. And so that kind of going back to night one is like, okay, well, he was trying to eat and he wasn't getting anything. So that's why he was frustrated. I mean, if I was trying to eat and I wasn't getting anything, I would be frustrated too. (laughs) And so from that, we learned, okay, Calder's having some issues with transferring. Where do we go from there? 
also enter, you know, we go to pediatrician visits and he's not gaining weight. So we're having to go more frequently to get his weights checked. Um, and then that's where, you know, we start having the conversation around like, okay, where, where do we go from here? Like, what, what do we need to do? Because obviously we need to make sure that Calder gains weight, but this is like a curveball that I wasn't expecting. Like, I didn't think we'd even be having these conversations. I thought this was just supposed to come easy. And I remember those are the days where I just felt so alone that like, does anyone else even struggle with this? Like what? I don't even know what to do because I didn't even know this was something people struggled with. And so, and having conversations with my lactation consultant, who, if you live in Nashville, please reach out to me if you like are expecting or a new mom and need a lactation consultant, because I highly recommend her. She is amazing. And I remember vividly in one of our sessions, her talking to me of like, well, what do you want to do, Dylan? Like what, what feels good to you of how to feed your baby? And I remember thinking about that of like, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't even asked myself that question. I think I just thought like, I need to nurse Calder. Like, that's just what you're supposed to do. Like, that's how I'm supposed to feed him. I don't know where that mindset came from, but I just had that idea of like that. What do you mean? Like that I, I have to nurse him. But in her asking that question, it made, it gave me time to think of like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't even really care how I feed him. Like I want him to get fed. I know he needs to gain weight. I know he needs to grow. And I also see how trying to nurse him right now is very much impacting my mental health. I'm super anxious. I always leave these appointments crying because I feel overwhelmed. And, you know, my husband can tell, and I feel like I'm failing him as a mom. I just want him to get fed. And so from there, we start having conversation around pumping and supplementing with formula if we need. And I think in that conversation, it just was such a breath of fresh air, um, especially coming from a lactation consultant, because what I'd heard from some other friends was, you know, sometimes lactation consultants can very much push like, well, you need to nurse, you need to nurse, you need to nurse. So having this other person be a voice of like, Dylan, like there are other ways you can feed your baby and he's still going to love you no matter how you feed him. And that was so freeing for me. And so that's what we did. We shifted to pumping exclusively. And I won't say that that has just been so easy because that's also hard too, um, to kind of give you a look at what it looks like. I, in those early days, had to pump every two to three hours, including overnight, And then, you know, feed Calder those bottles and praise the Lord for my amazing husband who would help with that and still does help with feeding bottles. Um, So that, you know, sometimes I'd literally be sitting in the bed pumping and he would be feeding Calder a bottle. And then that's when we kind of started to run into that like math equation almost of like, okay, so we're giving Calder these bottles. And then we reach a point where like, we don't have enough milk. So now what do we do? we like, what do we do now? And that was when formula entered the equation as well is we were noticing, okay, I am not producing enough each day to meet Calder's nutrition needs. And, you know, my, so my milk supply isn't where like, isn't high enough. So we need a supplement. So we started adding a bottle of formula every night. We use this formula called Bobby that I 
absolutely love. I wholeheartedly recommend to any mom out there. Um, I will say I have a promo code, but I have been using Bobby and like have loved Bobby before I had a promo code, but I'm all about helping people get discounts on things. So if you do want to use Bobby, just use my name, Dylan Murphy with the number 10 at the end, and you can get 10% off. That's just a random little plug there while I'm talking about Bobby, but we started using formula and as supplementing with one bottle of formula a day, in addition to the milk that I was pumping and the amount of stress that that relieved was huge because I found, okay, now I can pump and I'm giving him breast milk and that's great. And we're giving him formula and that's great because there's no one way that someone should feed their baby. If someone wants to do all formula, that is great. If someone wants and is able to nurse, that is great. If someone wants to just exclusively pump, that is great. What I really want you to hear from all of that is whatever works for you and your family and your mental health, that is what you should do. And if you're like me, whether that's different than maybe what you expected going into feeding your baby and into becoming a mom, that is fine too. So giving yourself the freedom to change and evolve as you go is totally fine. So like I mentioned, you know, pumping hasn't been an easy feat, but for, for right now where we're at now, four months in, it's something that still feels good. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who is also a new mom, just on the topic of pumping and kind of when I feel like I'll wean and, you know, we'll just go to all formula. And I think for me, where I'm at right now is, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to trust my gut, trust my intuition. I right now feel good. I feel like we're in a good rhythm with pumping and yeah, sometimes it's inconvenient, but it's not to the point where I'm like, I need to stop doing this. Um, but I think there will come a day in you know, the next few months or who knows where we transition to just formula. And that is totally fine. Um, because again, I think it all goes back to prioritizing your own mental health, prioritizing your family and knowing that, you know, there's no right or wrong way to feed your baby, but knowing your baby's going to love you no matter how you feed them. I also wanted to take a second to talk quickly on milk supply and like increasing milk supply, lowering milk supply, that sort of thing. And I will say I'm not a lactation consultant, so I, you know, can't speak to that. Um, but from just my own experience, you know, I think like so many other things out there, you know, you could Google, how do I increase my milk supply? How do I do this? How do I do that? And a million and one things pop up on Google, right? So with milk supply in those early days, I found, you know, Googling all these things. How do I increase my milk supply? How do I increase my milk supply? And there's a million and one supplements and, you know, lactation cookies and all these things that you can do hypothetically to increase your milk supply. And it may work for some people and it may not work for others. What I found to be true for me is stress can absolutely impact milk supply. And if I'm more stressed, I'm going to be producing less milk. So what can I do to help manage my stress? And one of those was moving from nursing to pumping, and then also adding in a bottle of formula every day. Another thing is making sure you're eating and drinking enough. 
And, you know, I think for people listening who maybe aren't moms yet, who maybe that's not even on the radar, but are listening to this episode, what I hope you hear is, you know, this is one of the reasons that just food freedom and and recovery is worth it because knowing where I'm at right now and, and producing nourishment for my child, making sure that I eat enough myself is so vital. And right now my new, my, you know, daily caloric needs are way higher than they probably are on just a regular basis. Obviously I don't, count my calories, but just with how my hunger cues are, I can tell I'm way hungrier now than I am, you know, pre-pregnancy, but making sure you're eating enough and drinking enough water. And from there, like try things that you want that seem safe to increase your milk supply and see if it works. And if it does great. Um, but knowing that, you know, eating enough, drinking enough water is, is so important. And I, also in the same time, know that that's one of the hardest things to do as a new mom. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I need to eat more and drink more water, but like, when am I supposed to have time to do that? Cause there's only 24 hours in the day and I'm spending all 24 of those trying to keep this child alive. Right. <laughs> but time can be found or, you know, that's where I think also understanding that food for me, especially in those like first few, I would say probably two months, especially like food was very, very almost mechanical. What I would say, or like practical of like, we loved, oh my gosh, dearly the people who brought us food from our meal train, like whatever they brought us, it was great. I don't even care what food it was, as long as it was something edible, like it was wonderful. Um, so knowing that again, that's where walking in food freedom is so glorious because of that ability of like, okay, right now I, I don't really have the time to be like particular about what I want to have to eat. It's more of like, I know I'm hungry and it's time to eat. So let's get food. And that's going to benefit my milk supply naturally. So to all the moms or soon to be moms or people who in the future want to become a mother, What I hope you hear and take away from this episode is that you are not alone in your journey, whether it's related to feeding or related to anything else postpartum. I mean, this time is wild. It's, you know, you're learning something new every day and babies don't come with a handbook like, you know, the cliche saying goes, but it's so true. They don't come in with a handbook. Every baby's different. You know, my feeding story could be totally different than your feeding story. And that's great. Um, And I just hope, you know, I want you to know however you choose to and are able to feed your child truly is what is best for you and know that your child loves you regardless. Um, So I, I hope that this, me sharing some of my feeding story, I hope that this encourages you, um, makes you, helps you feel seen where you are, um, And, you know, to the mamas out there, please know that you are doing a great job. Just the fact of, you know, keeping a baby alive is an accomplishment. Um, So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I will see y'all on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the Free Method Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review. That helps other people discover this message of freedom. 
Share this with your friends and make sure to tag us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you.